Welcome to episode 10 of the Lisa Fisher Said podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the mid-1980s. I think of myself as the go-to for all things Little Rock and Arkansas, but I also like learning about other people and what they have to offer. That's why I started a podcast. My guest for this episode is the delightful and entertaining Larry West Jr. of L. West Jr. Designs. I call him Designer to the Stars. He's one of my favorite people, and he'll be yours too when you meet him right after this. I love all things makeup. Do you? That's why I shop at Bell and & Blush. And do you? If you do, you know what I'm talking about. No matter where you're listening right now, you can access their website. It's a girl's kind of makeup playground and superstore. <laughs> and you can shop there right now, bellandblush.com, B-E-L-L-E and blush.com. And when you check out, type in the word Lisa, L-I-S-A, and save 10% on your order. Now that's where I get all the girls that I know, all the females get something from Bell and Blush for Christmas because great place for stocking stuffers, great place for clothing even. My girls love the, and I do too, the Barefoot Dreams line. That's the really plush chenille robes, the throws, even the house shoes and the socks. Oh, I'm crazy about that line. Diptyque candles are there. Love that. Oh, I have to wear a certain type of makeup because I've got a silly skin condition called vitiligo and I have to use full coverage makeup. I get that there. I also get my cleansers there, Natura Bessay's there. Oh, you'll love shopping at Bell & Blush. Go there now. Save 10% code word Lisa. She won most talkative in high school and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. So I'm introducing you as designer to the stars. So we'll find a star for you to be a designer for. But I have to get this right, Larry West Jr. Are you an interior decorator or are you an interior designer? I really don't care what you call me as long as you call me. Okay. So, yeah. But uh, technically, I'm an interior designer. Uh, Well, probably technically, I'm an interior decorator. Well, remember in the 90s when everybody (laughs) was a decorator? So, yeah. So ridiculous. Like, everyone would say, you'd say, well, what's your mom doing? Well, she's a decorator. I'd go. Well, who isn't? Well, so the deal is, is that I'm not, an, an, I am not a book skilled decorator. It was something I was born with, so or a designer. So most people who actually go to college and get a degree, uh, they're technically interior designers. So oh, um, I see. And so then just uh, just because I was, I came out of my mom's tummy and started decorating immediately, and I've just been decorating ever since. Therefore, I am a decorator. So that, I like to really call myself an interior stylist. Okay, and that's exactly what you do. You've been yes. doing this a long time. Absolutely. It's all I know what to do. I've never known to do anything else. So. Well, but you were on a track to do something else. I, I say you're from Suck Your Toe, Arkansas, but <laughs> you, it, your town has a name. I just forget what yes, it, it is. Yes, it really does, Lisa. It has, it, it's what, called what is it? Hickory Ridge, Arkansas. Is there still a high school there? No, never has been. Population oh. 369. So Where did you ta- go? Or uh, did you? <laughs> let, me, let me not make that assumption. Did you? Uh, so I did go to school. 
<laughs> I actually made it through 12 years successfully. So, uh, but yeah, so I went in my first seven years to the elementary school, which is in Hickory Ridge. But what happens in, um, in Hickory Ridge, Arkansas, there are two schools in the county. One is in Wynn, Arkansas, which is the county seat. Is that seat. Cross County? It's Cross County, yeah. right. And so then there are three or four different schools that, com- I mean, little towns that combine and go to one school, and it's called Cross County High School. I think that's called mm-hmm. a consolidation. They consolidated the, yes. the schools. Mm-hmm, um, we are at Cash Restaurant in downtown mm-hmm. LeBrock. Larry and I are having, what's Yum. this thing called again? It's a 360. Grapefruit, grapefruit Rose 77. Mm-hmm. A Grapefruit Rose 77. I knew it had some numbers in it, but yeah, I just we, didn't know what kind of numbers. Don't ask us, right. Yeah, because um, after we had two, we wouldn't even be able to count. Right. JoJo <laughs> is our server tonight. Hi, uh, JoJo. So, and we are at the we chef's table. JoJo. It's a beautiful yes. experience here. Matt and Darren are here, and they're mm-hmm. running our board for us. Yeah, so we awesome. can get sloppy drunk. It doesn't matter yeah, so as long excited. as they can still punch a button. So they're our designated driver. <laughs> right. Designated <laughs> button punchers. Okay, Good. so we're here to talk about Christmas decorating. We're recording this in November, and we're going to air it pretty quickly. Okay. So people are already starting. They've yes. already pulled the trigger because right. 2020's been hell. That's right. Has COVID been. has sucked. Yes, they've actually been decorating since March. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm well, not lying. That's really what you're saying because you and I saw each other yesterday, right. and you're phone is ringing like okay I'm, i don't want you to tell people your business but mm-hmm. compared to this time last year mm-hmm. how much more business is it double what you'd had a year ago well in a normal regular interior design world yes it's uh, triple probably than what i've done so uh because in starting in march when people had to go home and sit at home all of a sudden they started realizing that their homes needed to be updated yeah. so you know not you know not everyone has that privilege to do that are that are lucky enough to be able to do that but p- people that are or had a budget to do it have decided to go ahead and do it so uh they're doing all sorts of remodeling bathroom kitchen uh you know furnishing replacement you know they're doing everything in their and that they can possibly afford to do to update their home and we'll put a link to your um do you have a website or a facebook page i forget i'm mainly i do have a website but it's a little it's something i don't really okay. use a lot it's mainly through my lws junior designs facebook page okay mm-hmm. we'll link that um in our show notes Thanks. okay let's talk about christmas okay. tell me what you hate about decorating or mm-hmm. what what trends you hate are we over mesh <laughs> Please tell me, because if we're not, I'm done. I've been, I have not used, or I try not to use those 12 and 14 and 16 and 18 inch um, long mesh. I'm just, I'm sick of it, you know, but it is what it is. My, as a matter of fact, my sister called me. Um, she goes, okay, well, I'm going to put up Christmas this year, but I think I'm going to try to do it without the mesh. And I said, well, why don't you just let me come over and get all that mesh and get it out of your and inventory burn and burn it. Right. right. Yeah. Or we can use it for something else. So, right. Um, so. So, uh, anyway, I didn't even have to go over there. Wait, she so, went, she is celebrating a meshless Christmas? She's meshless this I am year. so proud of her. <laughs> Unbelievable. What a jump. <laughs> okay. I was so proud of her. So, she's she's calling it a, she's calling it an old-fashioned Christmas. You know, meshless. even though there's tons of glitter and there's yeah. balls the size of, you know, this little table lazy season. But, I mean, it is uh, it is old-fashioned. So Okay. So, what are people doing? What's, what's unique about 2020 for design as far as Christmas holiday? Well, I'm not, you know. I'm obviously there are people out there that are more tuned into the Christmas decor type situation. So, but I will tell you this, that I went out to do a little Christmas shopping for a client and saw a lot of, you know, different types of materials that were in the light blues and the silvers. And so, so you know, cooler rather mm-hmm. than the warm. Remember there was 
Well, we and it's I know it goes through a cycle, but there was yeah. the jewel tone, yes. real hot, warm, 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 hot. That's really. right. Yeah. And then, so that sounds more like a Hanukkah Christmas. It's really pretty, actually. Because Hanukkah is the silver and the mm-hmm. light blue. That, I yeah. love it. It's really, really pretty. As a matter of fact, one of my clients who doesn't know it yet, they're going to have an entire house. <laughs> Are <full>. they now? <laughs> yeah. So they'll Surprise! Have, yeah, that's, so we, do, we do their house next Wednesday. So, so they'll, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It'll be Thursday this, okay. this week. So, in case yeah. they're listening. Yeah. When I pull up in my big trailer full of just all kinds of really light blue and white stuff. It's so be what do you do with all the old stuff? And so in somebody's house like that, they'll just give it away, cycle through, give it to kids. Well, that's the beautiful thing about you know Christmas is that you can, if you take care of it, you can make it last forever and ever and ever. So this particular situation, these clients did a remodel on their home. And when they did, the color scheme of their home now matches the new decor for their Christmas. So we kind of had to do that. But if they were sticking with the same uh, design, it would be, I would still maintain all of their materials and use them because we, when we unpack Christmas, it's all or- it's taken down. It's organized neatly and packed and, and, and packed up neatly so it doesn't destroy itself. So, and if as long as you keep it, you know, stored the way it should, you should be fine with uh, keeping materials for years. But, you know, uh, time after time, the exterior stuff does actually deteriorate. So it is stuff that has to be replaced, you know, every two to three years. So, uh, oh, and then okay. we just wind up throwing it away. Yeah. So now I will repurpose that stuff as much as I can. If there's a crack in the ball, I'll just flip it and just use it, you know, especially if the client doesn't have budget. A budget for new stuff so so this is november we're talking now how mm-hmm. far in advance are did people book you for christmas 2020 well i'm not i have stopped doing christmas as, as much i have three or four clients that i do christmas for here in dallas and then i have two or three clients i'm excuse me in little rock and two or three clients in dallas but there was a time where i did 65 to 70 houses and that's nothing compared to some place like silks of bloom or they do 180 to 200 they have a team though i mean oh, well, i know and i know you have a team but right. i mean they have a store of many many people and they have a retail operation how did you do that well we it's amazing the amount of people that want to work part-time or come in uh, seasonal so you literally I I would have 10 to 15 people at a time on a job now I usually have about five to six people so I'd like to go ahead and reserve November 2021 (laughs) because as you and I've been working we've been building a house Uh and that's right um, yes which is awesome by the way thank you it's beautiful but at Mm -hmm. first Chris thought um, we'd move in in Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and now Christmas, and then I said, "How does you know St. Patrick's Day sound?" But he's, but you know, he's so April. optimistic. Bless his little he heart. Is. He is. It is a bless his little heart. <laughs> Don't you sometimes just want to slap him and just go, pinch Dude, him on, "Just pinch him what? on the cheeks." Say no. Just tell him that how is cute he is. Not going to happen. Tell him he's pretty. Yeah, you know? right. Well, he'll <laughs> ask if, if you hadn't told him. So the two of you can kind of out mirror each other. Oh, you yeah, know, who wants to look the best all the time? So. Yeah, he's it's, uh, he sure is precious. So. Well, I think so. Thirty-three years for us. I know. I can't believe that. I love years. how y'all got into a huge fight yesterday, and he—it was his fault. He called you up. <laughs> what did he say? He called me up. It was his fault. Okay, for the record, fault, right. it was his fault. And I was like, whatever. And so I left my house, and I had to go watch my granddaughters. And he called me. I said, Yeah. And he goes, I forgive you. <laughs> I went. That is so big of you. And he just started laughing. 
And he said, I forgive you. And I went, do you now? Well, he's easy to forgive, though. So Yeah, he's I mean, pretty funny. Yeah, humor, is, funny. humor and Jesus are the two things that have kept us together. <laughs> if he weren't funny, it would never well, gone this far. That's so true. Humor covers really a multitude funny. of sins, as probably your relationship with me. You think, well, yeah. she drives me nuts. At least she's funny. <laughs> Okay, so we first met years ago when you were back in Little Rock, Mm -hmm. and you do a lot of charity work, too. So a lot of your work has kind of taken you all over the country, all over the globe. Mm -hmm. Like, where's the most fabulous place you've got? I know you have a place in New York, or there are some places in New York you were Mm -hmm. designing, and in Palm Beach. Yes, and Santa Barbara. And and Santa Barbara, yeah. yeah, I hate that for you. I know. It's been, uh, we do a lot of work in, in those cities. Austin, Texas is one of my favorites. We have so many clients in Austin and that's just always such a pleasure to get to go there and do stuff. So, so word of mouth in that kind of situation? Yeah, it is. Just people see it of, and go, Yeah, it's kind of, kind of crazy. I've done some, you know, you see uh, that the, I can't, I'm drawing a blank at the name of the, the town, but the Real Housewives of New Jersey, um, the uh, uh, town that they live yes. in New Jersey. Uh, in Bergen County. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It's on the tip of my tongue. Mm-hmm. I'll remember it in yeah. a minute. Yeah. I've actually done an 18,000 square foot home there. <laughs> no, that was a country club. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. Are you kidding me? I mean, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I actually moved them from uh, New York City into New Jersey, and I'm, I cannot, I yeah, can't, I'm just I can drawing see a blank right in the name of the the name of the town. A friend but, of mine even lived there once. Shoot, um, I forgot. It, it'll come to us in a second. Yeah. But anyway, it was it was a lot of fun. Needless to say, 18,000 square feet? Mm-hmm. It took me about two weeks to get the house together. To, so. to walk through one end to the other. Yeah, I, and I actually work fast. I can get a house done in a day, a big house done in a day. So, you know, to, to take me that long was, was pretty Now, how pretty did they intense. find you? Um, actually, one of the girls there worked with my, one of my, my friend Dennis McKelvey. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I knew them through that that direction. So she was just she married some guy who had all that stuff. Okay, so. just because we have an audience here, I have yeah, to tell the audience. My favorite thing about Larry's friend Dennis <laughs> is that it's a she and she's married to a man named Aaron. And his name is Aaron. And how does he spell it? Like a girl. E-R-I-N. <laughs> and she spells her name like a boy. Uh-huh. And the funny part about that is when they got married, the invitation said Aaron and Dennis McKelvey. So it was kept, everybody got all confused, like oh. people who didn't know them. Like the, you know, in the professional industry, they didn't know if it was a Dennis or an Aaron. It was two boys. I, I know. Mean, or right. a girl and a boy. They yeah. kept calling Dennis the boy and him the her. It was crazy. So, so when I first met her, she had just had surgery. Yes. And so she was telling me about her surgery and her name was Dennis. I was like, oh, okay. Like I was trucking. <laughs> And then she'll no, it's gastric bypass. <laughs> so, okay, that's what happens when you make assumptions. That's right. You we should make assumptions uh-huh, out exactly. of you and me. Okay, let's go back to decorating uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, tell me, Larry West Jr., what do you do? Not just Christmas. You mm-hmm. go to somebody's house, and it's just fugly. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Can you still? Because oh. a friend of mine uses you. Yes. Ugliest stuff I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> She'll show me on her phone, and I, like, fan myself. And she goes, Larry's coming over to put this here and that here. And I, and I say, bless his heart. So how do you handle it when it's just ugly stuff? Lisa, you, you really, sometimes your filter is really beyond. Was I, am I supposed to have one? <laughs> so... This is what's so diplomatic about you. You would never say it. Oh no! Uh-uh. Well, you, number one, number one, I don't find anything like that ugly. I find everything about that a challenge, and it just is like 
get, let me have let me get my hands on it. So there's nothing that entertains me more. Yeah, because being able to say that I didn't go to school and learn how to be a decorator, it was just something that I just knew how to do. Innate, so, right. So what I have the ability to do is I have the ability to take you know a surface full of things and make it look organized and, and straight. Like for example, this round table we're sitting at right now is driving me nuts. It's like everything is all the way over there, and oh. it looks like there's a sheet, it's a sinking ship. Everything would go that direction. Oh. So. So Isn't anyway, that interesting? So that's why it's hard for me to sit at a table and not want to uh, go and move things around Fixed. and set things around. So it's the same way with furniture and accessories. So I have the ability to balance with my eyeballs or in my mind what needs to go where. And I usually can actually get it all set up in my mind and then just execute it. So I don't have to move furniture around 50,000 times to make it happen. It just happens. No, but you will whip out that uh, measuring tape. Like that. Well, I do. I do have to use. It's a in your purse tape. or your man's purse. Your purse. <laughs> I have to use a measuring tape, especially when I'm measuring closets and stuff, because I need to make sure you've got enough room in your closet for your shoes. And I told you that I have pared down to a certain amount. Well, this was part <laughs> of our discussion, our therapy. I like that. That certain amount can't be said on on the, right. on the air. Right. 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 <laughs> So there also obviously needs to be some therapy still to be got. No, from that. no, no, no. I think I'm doing great. I tell actually, you what's I was, happened. Actually, I was really impressed with the amount of shoes that you have. I know because I told you I'm a minimalist now. I just mm-hmm. I want less crap. Now, no. don't you think as we get older, have you noticed that, or is that the trend of 2020? Yeah. Is that we want we're paring down, we're we paring want down. less. Now we might everybody, have a bigger home. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's everybody is <clears throat> simplifying. It's just because if you don't need it, why even have it? I mean, that's a lot of a lot of things that's happening with families right now. If you remember back when uh, our parents and our grandparents, um, you know, when they would grow up, they would actually inherit things from their parents who they love those sorts of things. So now you could not a, a parent our age could not give our kids anything. They don't want that. They don't want that kind of stuff at all. Mm-hmm. So you can't even go to play. So here are all these people stuck with all these beautiful antiques and nobody wants them. So it's really a, a shame, but that's kind of what's happening. So so that's why people are paring down, including the people who have all of these things. They're just getting rid of stuff that's yeah. family heirlooms. So. Uh, the New York Times did an article a couple of years ago that said, your kids don't want your crap. All right. Exactly. I mean, that was it. Yeah. And uh, we, we've we asked our kids, you want this? And they're like, we don't no, want your crap. We don't want your crap. <laughs> yeah, we love there you. There are a few things like rugs, you know, mm-hmm. and now I have a son who does not care, but <laughs> right. my girls care. Right. So they want creams and neutrals and mine was in 98 when we built that house the house we're in now 97 so it's heavier brown wood Mm -hmm. and i just a lot of stuff they're like no i go this costs a lot of money they go who cares or you know a lot of money then i I mean it would be nothing now i know i know it so you just can't take it personally and i don't and Mm -mm. but i do know some people that still will take heirlooms and i guess that's your job is to make those things beautiful right well there is, um, it is kind of interesting how, how that works because, you know, there, you know, we were, I was with a client not too long ago and we were talking about an entertainment center that they have and we were trying to figure out what was going to go over to their new house and, you know, and then she walked into her bedroom and she has this big, huge Henry Don entertainment center and, R.I.P. I I mean, really. (laughs) Rest in peace to that thing. So she said, okay, so we're, uh, now where are we going to put this? And I said, my movers are going to put that in their trailer and they're going to take it to the the city dump. I mean, because, and you can't even sell, no one, 
it, no even, no shops, no resale shops, nobody will have those things. So, And it's just terrible because we spent all of the 90s selling those things because we needed something to put those, those big TVs, TVs in. in. And now TVs we mount against a wall and yes, they're sold. so much bigger, but they're not mm. bulky. I feel almost terrible that I've sold hundreds of yeah. thousands of dollars in yeah. entertainment centers. And yeah. now I have to tell these people, I'm sorry, yeah. you've had it Because now, are, are most people putting them on a wall with an arm or putting them on a low table? Oh, yeah. Designed into walls. Like yeah. when we when we do remodel top situations, we do little niches and walls to put them in to make them go away. There's all sorts of. I mean, and now you can lift up a TV with one hand. I mean, they're so isn't that crazy? So, yeah, it is. So um, I, I help a, a facility out in Sherwood, which is outside of Little Rock, mm-hmm. with their. Um, they have a beautiful facility for weddings. Yes. And stuff. And I went out there, and one of the designers came out. And he goes, "Love everything about the place, but one thing." He goes the TVs on the walls. I was like, but they're pushed back. And he went, we don't even, he said, designers don't even want to see them like at a wedding. So now they drape them. Yeah. He said, we don't even want the black box on the wall. But I thought it was not obtrusive because it was pushed back. And he went, no, still not good enough. Let's, yeah. Pretend that it's not there. But the fabric can be the same color as the wall, and it's like a silk sheath almost right. in front of it. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's the fo- is it the focal point of everybody's everything is their well, TV? Well, I kind of make it that way. I mean, I design kitchens. All the kitchens I'm designing these days, uh, I, I usually put a TV inside the vent hood. So whenever Wait, you're... Wait, what? <laughs> if you're like, if you're sitting, you know how people love to have a bar or an island that's yeah. facing the cook yes. area of the stove and they either have a sink in their in their uh in their island and then maybe their stove back behind that well if you're sitting at an island facing that direction and it's morning time and you're wanting to have a conversation with your wife or your yeah. husband or your kids or whatever but you also want to watch tv that tv is uh, is on and the island and it's a great way to watch the game or whatever so when i design kitchens these days i put tvs usually anywhere i can that's across across from the bar where people are actually sitting so Okay, but go further. People aren't really watching TVs. They have their device. Because my device... Your device can play TV stuff. I mean, your TV can play device stuff. Well, that's true. That's Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. But I just think of a device is so portable. Oh, yeah. That then well, you finish that and you can go someplace else and absolutely yeah, well the whole purpose is sitting at an island and uh, you're at a chair with your computer and you actually have a plug-in that's you know uh, conveniently put right into this space and then you're still you still have a TV in front of you while you're Facebooking or you're okay. Instagramming. Uh, did or you doing write whatever. that down for the Fisher residence? That's a good one. That, I haven't got yep. it written down. The problem is is he's not letting me do custom cabinets in there. He's well he's doing his own custom cabinets. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I mean he's happens. doing custom cabinets, but not like where uh, where I can actually have a Trump guy come in and do something with it so the cabinets you guys are going to be awesome so right we'll have to have a discussion with him we'll be back with more right after this you've heard me talk about her before but i'm going to tell you again brandy harp in little rock arkansas is an outstanding real estate agent and broker has a reputation of being mm, let me think, so attentive to her clients' needs that they end up sending her beautiful Christmas gifts and baskets and inviting her to all the parties because they love Brandy. You will too if you hire Brandy to put her name on the sign in your yard when you put your house on the market. Because as you know, this is the time to sell your home. Historically low rates, we know that. We know it's a seller's market. So do it, guys, and have Brandy 
harp, do all the heavy lifting. She'll find you the perfect, uh, maybe moving company. Maybe it's, you don't know which title company to use. Maybe you have no idea where to even buy a house. What You don't even know what's out there. Brandy can drive you around and you will be oh so happy. Find out more information by going to my website, lisafishersaid.com. Click on the link for Brandy Harp at John Underhill Real Estate. So back to kitchens now. People are putting their de- they're having devices accessible everywhere. Yes. What about bedrooms? Are you doing? Are the nightstands now having the USB that plugs in the device? Well, if we're doing remodels, that's all in the electrical outlets. So you know, oh. we're doing electrical outlets now that have the USB plugs along with just the regular standard outlets too. But what so. do we do in two years when USBs are obsolete? We'll just update all that too? Yes. Yeah. That's this reason that's just like the entertainment centers. When they went away, I had to come up with a different sum of the sales. So yeah. we just adapt and we move forward. So, But we're really selling less. Because if we're not doing entertainment centers, we're doing it more that it's hardwired to the well, home. Well, there's more things, though, that we buy. So, yeah, there, we're not selling a bunch of crap anymore, but now we're selling more high-tech type things. So, you know, there's – and the things are a little more expensive now. So, yeah, you know, I think that we talked a little bit about that. A sofa, a sofa this time, say, five or ten years ago was – you know, a very expensive sofa was fifteen hundred to seventeen hundred dollars, and now you can't even hardly find 5, a good one for three it, three thousand. Yeah. That's cheap. So, right. you know, it's we're talking five thousand yeah. plus to get a, a really nice sofa. This is what I've told my kids who are all on their own. And when my son last year we went to Dallas looking for furniture, he went to we went there together. You and I, mm-hmm. IKEA. Yeah. And he was convinced he was going to get that leather sofa. And I went, son. <laughs> It was seven hundred dollars or something. Uh, I said it will last you about a week. Uh, you know, right. it it's not it's not real leather. He was right. like, well, it says it is, and I went, who says that? You know, <laughs> no, nobody says that. And so we tried to explain that it will. La- it's like a vacuum cleaner. You get a new one every year, <laughs> right. or you get the really nice vacuum cleaner. You might get to go three. Yeah, you know? right. And I said, that's don't look at your furniture as disposable. I said, because yeah. he's on his own, making his yeah. own money, doing fine. Right. I said, if you can, I said, now we'll. And we did give him a beautiful. That was our leather sofa. That's that's where he got the idea. Of, yes. And I said, well, I have one that we're going to give away. Right. It's fine. But some other pieces, he was like, IKEA has it. And I'm mm-hmm. sure IKEA is fine for some things. Yeah. But we are looking at if you're being a good steward of your money, mm-hmm. long term investment in something. Yeah. It's not going to be that pleather sofa that was for seven hundred dollars. That's I mean, right. It's just not. That's right. Well, I mean, uh, a great example of what I'm doing right this very minute is the those seventeen hundred dollars sofas that would be three to five or six thousand dollars right this minute that are good frames. And I'm talking about like the Henry Dons and or the sofas. Bernhardt those have great, or somebody. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Bernhardt. They have fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, frames, and we're just having these things reupholstered, and we're spending. As much money as they paid for them originally, yeah, which is way better than spending three to five thousand dollars for a new sofa. So. Yeah, that's a good point because there's some furniture. Chris, my husband, and I have talked about keeping, and I said, well, we'll have to recover it. That's a cost of a new one. Well, that's a cost of the old new one, new not one. the that's new right. new one. That's so right. that's a good way to look at that. That is, it totally is. So, and that happens a lot. I've got, I have my, I have an upholsterer who mainly works for me, and she is right now. She's got a whole warehouse full of furniture that she's just waiting. Mean, we're just waiting for her to get pumped out. And it's just people are again tired of their old things, and you know I can spend as much money as they paid for it, uh, but a lot less than what they uh-huh. pay for a new one. Yeah, so that's as long as the way. frames are good, then that yeah. works. So good makers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, we gave my daughter uh, a chair and a half that she had redone, and she 
there's a beautiful store in town that has fabrics and stuff, and she's frugal, and it was her money. You know, I didn't care, but she did go to like a big box store. So I, it wasn't Hobby Lobby; it was somebody else, Joanne's Fabrics, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't upholstery grade. And right. now she's going, oh, it's yeah. kind of wearing. Yes. She said, I saved the money. I said, I know. But now, I know two year, three years in, you're having to make the decision. Do what Now do I re- recover yeah, I again? It. Yeah. You want to recover for another 10, 15 years. I mean, yeah. you don't want to recover for three years. So, right. I mean, that's just, that's kind of a big waste of money. So, even if it is just a little bit of, just if you don't have enough money to do it right, then just hold on to your money, save a little bit more, and then wait, and then do it correctly. So, and I mean... That just has, has everything in the world to do with just the workmanship and the value of what you're buying, like fabric, etc. So, because okay. now they actually have fabrics. Um, one of my favorite fabrics that they sell right now is called a perennial, and it's actually out of a, uh, from a designer in uh, Dallas. And the material is everything. I mean, it's like there are thousands and thousands of choices, and it's indoor and outdoor. Oh, I um, think you showed us this. Did uh, we go to that cool. little yes. warehouse or yeah. that shop? Yes, <gasps> probably. And you it can was pour, amazing. You can pour red wine yes. and bleach on it, take a brush, rub it all in there, and it literally will just wash right off of there. And that doesn't do anything to affect the And fabrics. what's it called again? Perennial. Okay. We'll and put that in show really, notes. It's really awesome. Okay. So, it's some good stuff. So, I use it. It runs. It's pretty pricey it's around 78 80 dollars to 125 dollars a yard wow but at the same time it's your forever yeah fabric. we're talking you're talking about something that is kid proof you know you can use it outside you can do anything you want and i do i use it in both places so and i am actually a dealer or a oh, sure rock, so please are, sure. please call five uh-huh, right. <laughs> uh, the first thing you said when we came in here this is the part where it may become explicit we'll have to talk <laughs> denote this on Apple podcast because Apple has a real strict rule right. is this ever explicit and I'm like no never until Larry West is here but when we sat down the first thing you said was sweaty balls <laughs> well because I feel like I need a brownie I know right. in the microphone and so, I need some little earphones right <laughs> which reminds me on. of the time that one of the Baldwin brothers was in Little Rock at Children's Hospital fundraiser and I was the MC. well I can never I get white girl wasted easily, so I can never have a drink before I MC, uh-huh. and I did. And so all I could do was seeing him there. He was there on behalf of somebody else. He was the one of the young. I mean, they all look alike. Those Baldwin brothers, right? Yes. So I couldn't shut up the sweaty balls thing. <laughs> I've never been invited back. They've ne- it's the only MC gig that I've ever had that I was probably fired, and they didn't want me to know. So it's not, I'm just telling you, if you want to take this on the road of uh, you and me, right. <laughs> we can't do the sweaty balls thing in all audiences. I mean, listen, if, they, if you're viewing, I mean, your listening audience can only see your microphones. I know, right. And it, <laughs> they're really, they're, it looks like I'm on the Johnny Carson show from 1956. Right. I said, well, you weren't even alive then, hush. <laughs> I said it was real Merv Griffin-esque. <laughs> right, it literally does. I feel like I need to be. Well, Oops. when you start your podcast, uh-huh. and the, the Clant boys help you, uh, won't you tell them to get them a blue Yeti mic I or a love snowball them. or I mean, something? I, I literally want to take one home and just talk in it like when I'm on the phone Do to my know? clients. Do yes. you know? Just have, just have a video chat with them while I'm on this microphone. And it won't even be plugged in. You just want to have it on it your really set. It really is awesome. As a matter of fact, don't turn your backs because this thing will be gone with me. Okay. Well, I probably owe you a lot of money, so I think a $125 mic is probably a good, good deal between us. 
It's okay. pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Let's talk kitchens now. Okay, so good. I I've, love kitchens. I've, I love them. You do? Is that yes. your favorite room? Oh my gosh. Because there's yes. so much to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love it. That's why every time that I do a symphony designer house, you know, I'm, the last couple of designer houses, I've been either the chair or the chair of the event. And so one of the things I had to do, Lisa, your phone's ringing. I know. I'll call her <laughs> So <later>. embarrassing. <laughs> so. So anyway, uh, one of my most favorite things I love to do is to do the kitchen. But so what happens is I assign all the designers a room in the house. And then after we get the designers uh, assigned a room, they get to, well, actually they get to choose the rooms that they want. Nobody ever chooses the kitchen. So I always get stuck with it. And I, I say stuck because it's not really stuck. I love it. So it's the most expensive room to do. Yeah. But I spend so much money with all my tile people and my countertop people and my painters and all that stuff throughout the year that they actually come in and help me do it. And usually it's no charge. So, so it's uh, get to get a kitchen update without, um, having to spend a lot of money. So, okay. So I built my home in 97. We were all about the Formica. That's right. In the right color. We redid it in 2009. What year did you say you bought the house? 97. We built that Mm -hmm. house. Back when kitchens were enclosed and Mm -hmm. yeah. 2009, we ripped that up and did granite and, um, backsplash of whatever that was some material Mm -hmm. hate the granite now Mm -hmm. so do other people hate granite or do i just have some granite that well needs to be resealed or something it's kind of funny the granite is really funny because if you really look at the granite that we sold back in the 90s you know it was kind of what we call now builder's grade which is more that speckledy and nothing nothing no movement. Mm -hmm. so i don't know if at first, when they were start when they started cutting the granite out of the earth, uh, it was just ugly. You know, bam, that was all that we had, so that's what it was. And then it started becoming more veiny and more spread out and more clear, like when the quartzite came around. So now there are so many awesome granites out there right now. That's pretty. It's pretty amazing. So, um, so I mean, they've got some beautiful colors in them. There's some beautiful movements. Um, uh, there's all sorts of, of types of materials that are pretty awesome out there right now. So. Okay, so solid surface is what we're looking at, and that's yep. what people like, you know, just... Some people, yeah. So Okay, then some people, then who doesn't, and what are they buying? Well, okay, there's a system for me. So when I, whenever someone calls me up and wants me to help design their kitchen, first thing I do is just take them to go look at countertops. I want to know what draws their attention to a countertop. And so, let me just say... It's the most overwhelming thing of your life. It can be, Because right. it's slab after slab after slab after slab it after is. slab. And, you know, we've been through that, yes, right? Yes. And we went through the whole entire system just yes. like I would do anybody else. Yes. So you take you take someone out to uh, to the granite shop. We literally look at hundreds of, yes. of slabs of granite. And so what, what I ask the clients to, to do is I don't, I don't want to know anything else whether you I just want to know whether you like it or you don't like it I don't want you to tell me where you think it's going to be or where you're going to put it because that's just too much stress to try to have to do one here and then try to have to do one here so then we actually make a collection of uh, photographs of our favorite granite or countertops or whatever it is whether it's quartz or whether whatever and in your case you guys love the movement so you Mm -hmm. liked a lot of movement in your countertops so So, you knew to go toward that and that's all we kind of every single thing that you guys were picking out it was movement here movement Mm-hmm. there it was movement everywhere so and that that tell, tell me one thing that your movements are going to be probably what's on your countertops so mm-hmm. if we did that then i would probably 
come in with the backsplash and do something more solid. Mm -hmm. So it would be more texture, more solid, that sort of thing. So, so I'd either do a, if I did more of a quartzite for countertops, then I would come in and do a heavy pattern, heavy color backsplash. So it's one of the, one of the other, one of the two. So, so is quartzite not, doesn't have movement then? It hardly has any movement, right? Now it's got some movement in it, but uh, where granites are, you know, this material that's here is actually an onyx. So it's got like a lot of movement. I know that your view, I mean, you're listening on it can't see yeah, this. But trust us though. The, right. There's a lot of movement in this. So um, whereas a quartzite would be more like something like this, where it's more solid, very little veining in inside of it. So um, so if you are more drawn to the more marble look or which is what people do with quartzite because marble is so coarse and you can't really So that's it. People you shouldn't put I guess marble in a kitchen. Oh, then. I would do marble in a heartbeat. Uh, we've been putting marble on countertops for centuries. I mean, it's one of those things to where you can go into a restaurant in New York City that's had marble on their countertop for hundreds of years, and the, and they're but beautiful. But it's stained, do you feel like? Do you think it's That's feel what like, it's about. Okay. That's what it's you're about. Fine it's your kitchen. With that. You know, it's your kitchen, you know? So if you're one of these types of people who do not like to see that, you need to stay away from it. You know, use a quartzite. So, but a lot of people, I mean, you know that I work with the Campeses in Dallas, Texas, and they have marble, and they are they are eaters. They eat at home. They cook for family and big friends and family and whatever. That's an Italian. Oh my food gosh, and spaghetti and stuff. And, I've been yeah. over there, and I mean, yeah. stuff is slinging all over the place. And so they have marble on all their countertops in their kitchen, and they love that, and they like that look. They take care of it. They wipe everything off, and but How whatever happens to it, it just happens. Just. With well, special cleaner. There's actually a there's actually a great product on the market that I use right now for marble countertops. It's called Dry Seal, and it's a it is a product. Okay. <laughs> I need right, a team of. She's people. writing it down. Yeah, write that one she down. needs an assistant. Dry Seal. Okay. <laughs> It's called dry seal. And I need a wife is so, what I need. I'm so, really. <laughs> so what they say, if you spill wine or any sort of a stain or something on your countertop, and it, uh, and if you leave it, say, overnight, so that's where what happens, it, it etches. So it basically starts eating in and sinking into the material. Oh. So what, what dry seal does is, now that's a normal regular sealer that's on there. So if you wipe it up fairly quick within the, First 30 minutes or something like that, you won't have a problem with that. But with dry seal, you can actually go almost seven to eight hours without look without touching it. So you can pass out from all the red wine. And wake up, right. <laughs> wake, that's right. Up. wake up. Sober up so, and then go, sober dang, and go, I've got dang, something on the I've kitchen counter. And I wipe that off and it'll come right up. So but at the same time, what you should know, too, about marble is, is that uh, marble, there's also agents out there like lemon juice and stuff that you can actually put on there that will actually pull that up. So there's all kinds of sorts of things that you can do on marble tops that will actually pull, extract all that. So people are just stressed out about nothing with that. So, Well, is it because we think of marble now for bathrooms? Because we wouldn't do granite or quartzite on your bathroom walls and floors, would you? I would totally put marble anywhere you want. Yeah, okay. I'm not. It, it, so marble's it, universal. It's to you. one of those. It's one of those things to where it's beautiful material and it's authentic. It's real. So it's like if you really, if you have the budget to spend on it, and as long as you are not one of those types of people who are not afraid of a mess, then I would totally highly suggest that you do that. So, you know, people are afraid because they have kids and whatever. I don't. I'm not one of those types of people. I would, if I wanted marble on my countertops, I would do it in a heartbeat. So. 
But if you're one of those types of people who are really frightened of that and can't go to sleep at night knowing that somebody may spill something on the countertop, then you need to do a quartzite because the quartzite is the next best option. And you might need a therapist too. Absolutely. And a tranquilizer. Well, you should have that anyway. (laughs) Right. I'm not going to lie. That's right. (laughs) You need to call that 1-800 number. Should we recommend somebody in the show notes? (laughs) Put that in the show notes too? Yes. Um, Okay. What is the material then budgets? So Mm -hmm. it's a really tight budget, but they want a new look in their kitchen. Formica's RIP, as we used RIP earlier, but right. Formica's dead, right? Do we see that anymore? Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I have used it. I haven't used it a lot, but I mean, I have used that in certain types okay. of businesses and stuff, uh, but it's not something that, that we see much anymore. So Because it stains um, and it cracks and it chips and you'll have to replace it like that. Uh, well, from, you're from about. My, if you're talking about a laminate or whatever, yeah, that laminate, doesn't yeah. it usually doesn't stain, but it does peel well, and pick and chip. I don't know. I probably stuff. had the cheapest one that was out there, and I remember <laughs> years ago something stained on it. Maybe I mean maybe so. So yeah. it shouldn't it shouldn't stain. But either way, either way that's that needs to go away. So it's I, mean, I shouldn't say that out loud, but you know it's there's there's materials out there. Honestly, I have to tell you that most of the materials these days are about the same price as far as, um, you know, a lot of people think that they'll use a quartz, and a quartz is different than quartzite. A quartz is a man-made material that you can get that looks like marble. It looks like anything you want. So that's a really good substance. Is the, it made from the earth, though, quartzite? No, it's not. No. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Quartzite, yes. Quartzite. Quartz, quartz is not. Quartz is not. Okay. Quartz is like Caesar stone, you know, any of those oh. other things. So it's and those man-made. those are those solid surface, one piece, kind mm-hmm. of put it all in? Okay. Well... Yeah, I mean, so, you it's know. It's kind of a grown-up for my Do you remember, right, do you remember Corian? Yes. Remember how popular yes. that was? Yes, yes. Is that So it's just a now? more, it's more, it's a sophisticated version of that. Okay. So it's a, whereas Corian was a, a really hard, durable substance. Yes. You know, everybody, there for yes. a while, everybody had Sinks it, so. were made of it. Oh, yeah. Everything. It was a big deal. It was a big deal in the 90s. So everybody had quartz, I mean, had, uh, had uh, Corian. Corian, so, yeah. And it was, a, actually, it was a high-end product. I it mean, was, it was a, yeah. not a, not cheap at all. It was better than the the, the the laminates, the formicas. So, but uh, so those things went away, and then they started creating the quartz. And the quartz is the same kind of material, just done with a. Uh, it's just actually finished out with a uh, a substance that is so durable that nothing it won't etch. It won't. You know what etching means? Etching is just basically if if you're looking at a solid or a, a polished surface, etching means that some of the uh, polish is coming off of it, so you can actually kind of see you know veining through the actual finish of it so what happens is that um, that doesn't happen with the quartz material um, they use that same product on a semi-precious stone which is a higher end version of a countertop uh, that stuff usually runs about 150 to 175 dollars a square foot and so it is actually the most durable material that you can put on countertops right now is the semi-precious stone and then what would be falling under that would be um, a, a quartz material and then quartzite and then granite. So it would be granite would be the, you know, the least hardest, even though it's still really, really good. I mean, you can you can it's totally durable. You can put hot plates on it. It still has a tendency of etching. And then from that would be a, a quartzite and then quartz and then semi-precious stone. Um. Home Depot as opposed to one of the little boutiques where you buy your, I mean, you and I, when we went to Dallas with my husband, we went to all the little showrooms and stuff. Yes. What about a big box store? Can you get the same products? 
You know, they sell. Um, I was just having this conversation with somebody earlier. I, they can, you can go and find the same product. I mean, you know that we have a friend, Richard Akel, has a yeah. really good store full of stuff. ProSource. There are lots of stores in town who have materials. You can go to Home Depot and Lowe's, and you can find good materials too. I, where my problem is with some of the big box stores is that you are missing that customer service end of it. So you're paying not a whole bunch more. Uh, to go to these other places. Uh, but, you know, in two years from now, if something happens, I can call one of my favorite stores who's been around for years and they'll jump right on it and fix it. Whereas I may have a problem with some of the other big box stores. Not saying that they won't fix it, right. but it's just I'll have an easier situation with that. So well, it goes um, back to relationship. It does, yeah. And that's probably why someone would prefer hiring a designer. Mm-hmm. Because you have relationships and you know that's part of your expertise. That's right. Is saying, mm, let's not do that, but let's do this. That's right. Without bad mailing anybody, but just saying, I've had a good experience. I could call them anytime. Exactly. Because part of it, I mean, if you, as we all know, if you've ever had a project, mm-hmm. things go wrong. Yes. And you need someone to fuss at and, yeah. and to call and. I get those calls every day. I'm sure you do. <laughs> I'm sure you do. That's usually sweet calls. Though, yeah. So. And so you're used to it. You just kind of put the phone out beside <laughs> right. your ear. And get my microphone out. You make fun of my, my microphone again. You have another French lavender 77 or whatever well, drinking here. You. It's about time for another one, isn't it? I'm just kidding. I mean, I might get a little bit more giddier. Yeah. Oh, good. A girly squeal. <laughs> That's what I'll do any minute now. Yeah. So yeah, Larry is delightful. I'm acting like you're not here, but Larry, you are. You are oh, delightful. So sweet. And I've sent you some work. Mm-hmm. Some yes, a pain in the butt. Some not so much. <laughs> you know, this is what I've learned, Darren and Matt, both of you, mm-hmm. young men. Mm-hmm. Some people are cheap. <laughs> and and though we discussed this yesterday with about my husband, my husband's frugal. <laughs> but he, and you said you had some cheap ways because there are certain things you'll go, no, I'm not paying for that, but I will pay for this. Right. It's just, I'm sorry that I've sent you people who are cheap across the board. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time you work with them, yeah. you have, do you ever break up with them? Do you ever say it's not you, it's me? <laughs> you have to. I know you do, Larry West. Well, my sister says I just quit calling. Oh. Right. But but um but uh, but that's not true. I do call and um I listen. I am I will work for I I have no I will work for anybody. I you know, I will work for a house that's, you know, 18,000 square feet. I will work for a house that's 1,000 square feet. So I don't I'm not there's not really anybody that I wouldn't work for. And the only person that actually stops this project or their project from going anywhere is usually the homeowner. So, you know, I I can offer affordable ways to do things just like I can not affordable things to do thing, do ways. So, so as long as you're pleasant and as long as you like to uh, do the things that, uh, as long as you like to listen and want to do things the way that we can and you can afford to do, um, then I'm all about making the project go forward. So, Okay, I'm looking up the New Jersey Housewives. Oh, the name of the town. Oh, no, her town, Teresa's town, I'm not familiar with. It's one, if you tell me the name of this, Glenn, something Glenn, something Glenn, Glenn what is um, it? Lens, Glenn. I was thinking of Mont. That's been like, gosh, that's been 20 years ago when is I did right? that. Is that right? When yeah, you did I'm, the 18,000? Yeah, I had house? only been in business for like five years. So that, I was probably running around like, I don't know what. So. Yeah, was that like country had come to town? Like, were it you was, so excited? I that drove, was a huge deal. I drove, this is how young I was, I drove a uh, 
26 foot Penske truck in New York City. Stop it. You did not. <laughs> yes, I did. In, in front, you are more in, man in than middle of half the men I know. Uh-huh. Are you kidding? No, I did. I went straight over to New Jersey. Montclair is what I'm thinking of. Montclair. Yeah, it's, um, so it's not Montclair? No. It's, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, remember how long, this is, this will tell you how far long ago. Do you remember um, the sister to, the redheaded sister and they had like Caroline. a. Caroline, Benzo. it's her town. Okay, hold it's, please. It's where their hotel is. I stayed at that hotel. Is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's her husband's. Not Hoboken. Then. It's her. It's her husband's hotel. Mm-hmm. So look at me. I knew Caroline Manzo. I'll take uh, Housewives trivia for five hundred, please. <laughs> Um, what, that's something. What was it? I can't. I cannot remember. She's from Brooklyn. So. I'll just tell you that. Oh. Let's see what her hometown is. I'll have to go to the Wikipedia anyway, page. Yeah, I mean, but that is that. Every time I see that, every time I used to see that show, it would take back so many great memories. But it was a Patterson. Cute. No, mm-hmm. I had family in Patterson, New Jersey. I was born in Newark, so some of those are my people. Isn't Franklin it Franklin Lakes? Franklin Lakes. That's it. Yep. When you go up like Highway so is that One a or something. Oh, Part it's like, of the world? it's so crazy. I mean, it's like every single house is like 10, 12, 15,000 square feet. I is mean, it really? Oh, yeah. It's Look crazy. at their beautiful view, be- as if you can see this on a podcast. But <laughs> Let me Franklin see. Lakes. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. It is some of the prettiest part of the country I've, I've ever been in. So. so I lived in Roselle Park right off the Garden State Parkway. So from where the, from where the crow flew kind of thing into mm-hmm. Manhattan may have been... 25 miles, but now yeah. by the time you take the interstate or the mm-hmm. highway and everything, yeah. it'd take 40 minutes. But how close were they then to Manhattan? Were they oh, close? Was, oh, 45 minutes, 30, 45 minutes. They were, yeah. Yeah, because we... Um, they were in Bergen County, which is what I thought. My sister actually went with me on one of the trips, and it was fun. So she Y'all were Selma and Louise. Oh, we were. Which so, one were you? And my, and my <laughs> client had a, a Jaguar. I can't remember what it was, but my client had a Jaguar, and he... Uh, it was just my car for the week because we flew in, of course. I hate and that so, for you. Oh, yeah. So we yeah. were just back and forth between, you know, from Franklin Lakes. Do you all see them anymore? Did they divorce and no, have to I, disperse all their assets? Honestly, and, we got the house done, and I don't know if they still live there. But, I mean, I listen, I, I get phone calls once a month from a client who I've done 20 years ago. So, you know, I'm really? open. Yeah, I hope they don't listen to this and be talking about their big old huge house. Oh, and, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll block them. I think it, there's a... Something on block. Apple where I can block them. <laughs> They're awesome. She was, uh, yeah, I, I like both of them. So but the house is crazy. You hear noises here. We are at a restaurant and they are. It sounds like there's crickets in the background. It is not. Thankfully, there are no crickets in the <laughs> cash restaurant kitchen. Thank, thank but the Lord. They may be, it almost sounded like the bread mixer <laughs> and the, the whisk going around and around the paddle. Is that what it sounded around. like? Because yeah. I heard crickets. No, please don't <laughs> say that. L- L- no, no, no. Mr. Crickets. Health Department Commissioner. <laughs> we don't mean cricket. Well, maybe crickets. it's not the crickets. Maybe it's a bullfrog. Yeah. No, 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 no pests, no insects, no animals of any kind are in the restaurant. I eat at this restaurant all the time. There are no I was going to say this here. is your hood, isn't it? Oh yes, I love it. This, you can come down favorites. here and have lunch or dinner anytime. I walked here. I walked here to get on the microphone. This fabulous microphone. If you talk about that microphone again, I am going to kick you in the ovaries. Stop. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about um, homes. We did, we did uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
We did Tacky Christmas. There's a Tacky Christmas out there. Um, what you're doing 2020, because you told me yesterday how many, and we talked about that. Yeah, how 2020 much is crazy. Work you have now. Right so, now. what is everybody doing? Is it the kitchen? Is that the first thing? Oh, and master bathrooms. Out, yeah. The ensuite is what yeah. they want now. There, there is. Um, we have. Um, I, 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 and even in 2021, forca- forecasting, I think that. We're probably about 30 kitchens or 30 kitchens and bathrooms alone. And then I've got a new house being built. That's probably about three or four homes being built from ground up that we designed. And then so it's there's mainly kitchens. And then there's a lot of master bath too. So so what are they doing in master baths? What are they doing for flooring? and? One of my favorite things to do to design with a master bath is what I call the wet room. So basically it's, um, uh, it's a tub and a shower that's behind glass doors. So it's instead of having a separate tub over here and then a shower over here, it's all combined into one. So you can just open up doors and you can take a shower and a bath, heated floors, that sort of thing that would actually keep that room warm. So if you're one of those types of people who like to take a bath and then go directly to the shower, then it's just right there. So you don't have to like traipse across the, the room to get and to the shower. it saves room. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it yeah. occupies less space. That's exactly how I, uh, that's exactly what I do to actually save space. As a matter of fact, I'm working on a house right this minute out in Chennault where we designed that same situation where there was a tub on one end and a shower on the other end and just a lot of space that was just taken up with both of those two things and we brought it together and was able to save a save a few square feet so okay i'm seeing a lot of people painting brick which i thought the whole point about brick was Mm -hmm. that it was no maintenance well Mm -hmm. now you have maintenance yeah i love the look but is in 10 years are those people gonna be really disappointed that they fell for it well i mean honestly what's the difference in repainting a brick versus disliking the brick you know some people get tired of something so they're going to paint it no matter what so uh but yeah these days we're we're taking all of that ugly brick that's just been out there that will not sell putting on a house and through the construction phase it's the ugliest thing you've ever seen in your life and then we come in and paint a different color right so but uh but that is a very common situation and you know one of the things that's probably going to happen real probably sooner than later is, is everybody and their mother is painting their house white with black trim and that's probably going to be a heavy trend that'll go away soon so you know but so to me that's a classic i think it's a classic and i think i think you're exactly right i think that some of your you know some of your mm-hmm. colonial top houses are mm-hmm. white with black trim so you know so i think it definitely <laughs> she's like one do we want any drinks no we're good for now larry's being so ugly about my microphone i wanted to get drunk no telling what he'll say thank you somebody likes my microphone Uh, but yeah i've seen a lot of the white brick and i was just thinking about that because i've done a lot of different houses and i was thinking you know, what point am I going to get tired of that? You know, what point am I going to get tired of saying, oh, another White House with black trim? So, but, you know, I, I do love it. I mean, I still to this day love it. And I think it's just a, way, a great way to go. So it's kind of like paint color on the interior of a house. You know, I don't think I'll ever get tired of a one color. I've, I've done one color trim and walls the same color i've done it since i've been in this business so i've never not done that so whenever i have to go in and paint the walls a different color from the trim i keep thinking that one of these days that one color thing is going to go away but so far it's just not it's just color changes that happen throughout the year so you have to twitch a little then when they say i want this trim Trim. and that wall Um, and that ceiling yeah 
And so what I do is, is, you know, you can come in and paint the interior all one color. And then after you get that painted one color, then you can come back and do things like accent walls. Like you can throw a color on a ceiling or throw a color on a wall or wallpaper something. So there's all kinds of things that <gasps> oh, you can do. Oh, is that back? Is wallpaper back? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Some beautiful wallpapers out right now. So. How about, I hate to ask about the P word, paneling. People are doing paneling. They're, they love to do those B boards, you know, that, what they call oh, them. Oh, yeah. You know, that's B board type situation. There's a word for that. Joanna Gaines. Oh, very Joanna Gaines. Chip yes. Gaines. What's that called? Uh, Ship Lab. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but that was real 2016, too, right? Yeah, Isn't it? I mean, and that's why they're out of business, those people. <laughs> they left the network because they were like, I've shiplapped everything in Waco, there's Texas. There's nothing else left to do right. in this town. So. Right. What about the farmhouse thing? Is that. Kind of then passe. I think they're kind of, no, I, listen, I kind of, I'm doing that right now in a house in Lone Oak. I think that stuff's kind of fun. I think the farmhouse thing is, listen, I think that we're at a point in our lives where all of these things that used to be trendy and become like your golds and your metals and your blacks and yeah. your whatever, I think that now it's all become something that we're not, so much of it going on that we're not really going to call it a trend anymore. So it's like if you build a house and you're going to put all black doorknobs on everything and your silver trim, I mean your silver hardware, your high polished hardware, you're going to get sick of that one of these days. You're going to change all that stuff out to gold. So I don't think that there's a trend now that everything has to be gold. Or everything has to be silver. So it's just not permanent. Them. I mean, everything no. can be changed. It's We've actually gone through all that whole entire trendy thing now. So I think that most of your materials that are on, you know, that are what I call stationary, are anything can be, anything can look good and not really much of a trend. So, You know, one thing you and I saw when we went out to the um, carpet store here, went to Akles, we saw um, shag carpeting. And I know that's not the really term, but it, it was... Oh, it's shag. It's a term. It is shag? Okay. <laughs> yes. It's something. It's shag. Yeah. Or why are people liking that? Comfort? Well, Can't that's see. probably one of those trendy things. Okay. And honestly, even though it's still out there and people like to use yeah. it on area mm -hmm. rugs, they'll build, build it through area rugs. Yes. It's, that's nasty. I mean, you know, yes. I mean, it is just, you know... It's well, nasty. I've had dogs and humans, dogs and children. That's carpet right. will never, you can never get it clean enough. No, and especially that thick stuff. You can't get it, you can't even vacuum it. You no. literally, you can't mm -hmm. vacuum it. And oh. by the way, did you know that you're not supposed to vacuum a, uh, any type of rug or a fiber thing with a brush? Did you know that? Well, then how do you vacuum it? With the hardwood? Without hard the brush, yeah. With the hard Mm -hmm. Why? Well, because the brush breaks down the fiber, and that's what causes. But the how are you going to gonna suck up all the dog hairs? And that's why you don't do carpet. Uh, right. <laughs> but I mean, they say they literally say that you go to any of the manufacturers, and they'll tell you they'll advise you to not use a brush on your carpet. So is carpet the least expensive option? That's why people go for it, or is there a wood or a facsimile to wood? I mean, obviously well, they're man-made products that you can get for the I'm same price? I'm glad you asked that, Lisa, because today I was, um, actually not today, a few days ago, I was actually uh, meeting with a client um, who had this material that I had never seen before. And, and now you I've, had never seen it. I'd never seen it before, but you know you have to be introduced at some point, and it's literally new to the market. Okay. It's actually um, uh, LVT. You know what LVT means? Luxury vinyl tile. Yes. It's what a lot of the hotels yes. and businesses are using these days. It looks like hardwood floor, but it's a vinyl material. And that way, if there's water spills or anything, they don't worry about it buckling, mm -hmm. and all, and you can replace it easily. Right. So you know, so when that first came out, it was you know so so. It looked okay. I mean, and as the times go, have gone by, now it's starting to look more and more like real hardwood floor 
So just like with the Corian, when we had the Corian, where it was, you know, whatever it was, and then they created the, um, then they create one. Well, actually, uh, Corian was actually created from Culture Marble. You remember Culture Marble? Yes. Which is still actually some a, ugly used. stuff in the That's 80s right. and 90s. That's right. So it's Culture Marble, then it was Corian, then it went over to uh, Quartz. So that's that's kind of what's evolved with that. Well, LVT now has evolved into this product, and I'm and I'm really unclear exactly what this stuff is called, like who 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 makes the uh, product. Uh, but it is actually an LVT, but it looks just like hardwood floor. It's scratch proof. It's waterproof. So you're impressed. I'm very impressed okay. with it. As a matter of fact, I'm probably getting ready to put it in this house that we're talking about right this second. So, so. If, can we put that in the show notes, too? Absolutely, and I'll get okay. that information for you. Because so. you're not going to believe it. You're not even drunk yet, and we're out of time. What? I was here. Yeah, I was. <laughs> they start 55 minutes or so. We're into this thing. Dang. We need to do a part two sometime. Absolutely. And you thought we weren't going to have anything to talk about. Well, I just said, Larry, you know how shy I am. Well, I, I have a hard time coming out of my shell. What about it. you? I kept trying to tell her, hey, listen, listeners, Lisa listeners, I try, kept trying to tell her we would never shut up. We well, would talk for hours. Well, you know, so. I could. I mean, that's not a question with me, but I didn't want to bore you. But too bad. You got bored. If <laughs> right. you were bored, it was you made quickest... fun of my microphone the whole time. Oh, my God. Um, well, it's, uh, give me another hour. I know. Well, we'll do that. We'll do a part two in 2021. <laughs> All right. Okay. Love you, mean it. Thank you so much for having me. Have you looked around your house wondering, what are we going to do about this 1980s linoleum in the kitchen? <laughs> well, it might be linoleum in the kitchen. It might be some ugly vinyl in the bathroom. And it's time to update. Richard Harp can help you. Richard Harp Homes is the website. Richard Harp has an outstanding reputation of being the man who is so attentive to detail, but and that detail includes the time it takes and the amount of money it's going to cost. So time it takes, Richard likes to kind of, he's competitive with himself. So, you know, he wants to come under the amount of time it takes and he loves it when he gets to call his client and say, and you're under budget. Richard does amazing work, whether it's an addition or you build it from the ground up. It might be just something small. If you're in central Arkansas, give him a call. If you need more information, go to my website, lisafishersaid.com. Click on the banner ad for Richard Harp Homes. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? And to reach out, email me, lisa at lisafishersaid.com.